0: This is Wildcat Country. It's only right. The ball's in his hands. A milestone victory for Arizona. Simon Says Championship. All the inside scoop on U of A athletics. It's up for the end zone. zone. Arizona has scored the touchdown. Wildcats win. Let's go to work, Cat. Welcome to another edition of Wildcat Country, Eric Cohen and Shane Dale. And yes, if you're listening to this one, it's a little later than usual. So let me explain a few things before we get going. First of all, Shane and I like to record a podcast at least once a week, right? I mean, that's that's been standard practice when we've been doing this for the last two years. But, you know, we have full-time jobs. Uh, work does, you know, kind of interfere with our lives at some point. Shane has a young son. You know, Basically, we do,
1: it, we do it for all of you. It's just for you guys. Oh, no,
0: we have fun with it.
1: No, no Yeah, we have.
0: I have fun with it. <laughs> okay. I don't know about you, but I have fun with
1: it. Sometimes.
0: All right. So, uh, sorry about that. We're gonna have we're gonna have a weekend one this week, and then hopefully a weekend one next week, and then we'll get back on a, a schedule. Secondly, in this show, it's just Shane and I. We're just gonna talk. It's gonna be a quick podcast. We won't keep you all day. We but there's some things to talk about that I want to get off my chest about anything Arizona football, basketball and conference-related. And they're going to be that, different things than we've talked about.
1: That sound you heard, Eric, was there, uh, after you said, it's just going to be the two of us, was everyone simultaneously tapping the uh, the stop button on their on their phones while they're listening to this podcast. And
0: now, wait a second, Shane. I think when you and I, as much as I love our guests, yeah. I think when you and I do a good show, as I expect this one to be, mm-hmm. I think it's entertaining. So mm-hmm. I hope that if anybody is still listening at this point, I hope they stick with us because we have an entertaining show coming up. But it's just Shane and I we're gonna run through buy or sell. Uh, I have eight questions plus a bonus question that Shane has no idea about, and when he finds out what it is, the eyes are going to roll out the back of his head,
1: Undertaker style. Like yes, No, no he, eyeballs at all.
0: It, it was it was too predictable, and I will say this, Shane, it does not involve your friend Big Game Boomer. Oh, Who I know bad. you you're a big fan of, and he's great. a big fan of yours. Great, now, yes. informative,
1: and a lot so much great information from him. I'm so glad our, our coach takes the football coach takes the time to retweet his nonsense.
0: Yes, well, we will I, I'm sorry. I, don't, I usually here. don't.
1: I usually wait to go full grumpy old man until later in the show, but we don't have much time, so I'm getting right to it today.
0: All right, let's do buy or sell. This is presented by our friends at Ice Shaker. Check out IceShaker.com. Use promo code Wildcat Country, capital W, capital C, and get five dollars off these beautiful creations with our logo on them. And mm-hmm. They now have the the jugs. So like yesterday I was out on the golf course and it was really hot. I could have used the jug. So I, I mean, I, I don't know if Chris will send us a free one, but we need to we need to work on that. Shane. We'll work re- we'll work on it. We'll work on it. Yeah, I'll I'll ask him. He probably will. He's a good guy. He's a good he's a great guy. Always glad to have him on. So uh all right, let's get right to it. Uh number one. So the big scrimmage for Arizona football was Saturday night. We're recording this on Sunday night. Uh number one, Shane. Buy or sell, Noah Fafita must play in at least a few games this season to get the necessary experience, even if Jaden DeLora is perfectly healthy.
1: Mm. And the the you probably hear in the background is my son kicking the cabinet downstairs. Uh, I will go ahead and sell this. I don't think it's necessary. Uh, I, I think, look, if Arizona had an expendable preseason game, like where they could you know put in some other quarterbacks, I think that's one thing, but they don't have that kind of time, so – no, I don't think so. I think the only t- reason he put Fafita in is well, I mean maybe they designed certain packages for him, which is fine. Otherwise, it's if it's an injury or the game's out of hand and and Delora's not not playing well. But no, I don't think he must play. I think it would be nice if he could if, if there was. I want it to make sense though. I feel like Jed fish last year, and maybe this is just because it didn't have the personnel. I feel like he over-schemed sometimes. Like he, he put some, some plays in there that really hadn't that just for the sake of playing them for the sake of running them and, and showing off uh, some, some trickery. I, I don't want him to put Noah Fafita in just for the sake of doing it. I want it to make sense. Kind of like Matt Scott was put in for um, like for Uli really to Atama every so often um, in 2008. Uh, but no, I don't must he, no. Well, I'd like to see him get some reps, absolutely.
0: All right, well, I'm going to disagree with you right off the bat. Uh, maybe ahead. that's how this show's going to go. Uh, I think he must play. And you got to get him in in the second quarter of games. Let's see what the guy can do. Um, Jaden Delora is Arizona's quarterback for maybe uh, two years. But if Noah Fafita is as good as uh, apparently he has looked in practices, arguably better than
1: Delora, let's see what this kid can do. Well, might be better. Yeah, but here's the thing. What what's the point if if Fafita is sort of the same kind of mobile, you know, dual threat quarterback that Delora is, then what's the point of putting him in just for the sake of putting him in? I mean, if you want to, I understand if you want to change things up a little bit uh, in terms, you know, the difference between Tuatama, who was a pocket passer, and Matt Scott, who was a, who was a run first or, or not a run first, but dual threat quarterback for sure. I don't know what the advantage would be to put Fafita in other than just to get him playing time. I don't get that part.
0: So here's my take on that, though. So, as far as Fida goes, what if he's the better player, though, Shane? What if he's better than Delora? So, Delora played at Washington State as a true freshman the other year. Nobody knew what to expect from him. He, has, he had his ups and downs, but he developed into Pac 12 freshman of the year. I think Noah, I mean, you know what you're getting in Jordan McLeod. I think Noah has to play. He has four games where he can keep his redshirt, plus all these guys. I mean, Kean Burnett. T Mac, they committed you know uh kind of because of noah you got to give the yeah, kid a chance
1: yeah but in his first year his true freshman year i don't necessarily think that's true and, and i agree with our what wilton spade who was on our show a while ago talked about it. he believes that if you have two quarterbacks you don't have any so and, you know if it's if fifita or Fafita, if Dolores struggling sure if if didn't De- 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 putting up you know 200 yard passing 50 yard rushing three total touchdown kind of game no turnovers I don't want to see No Fafita in there just for the sake of seeing them. But that's okay, just So we disagree on the first one. Number good. two, Shane. Uh, Arizona has, get
0: this, too many good skill position players. That's running back, wide receivers, and tight ends for their own good. They have too many good players.
1: Um, I will paraphrase what uh, uh, Lake Ray Cotton Fitzsimmons once said. And He said, you can never have enough shooters. You can never have enough great uh, skill position players at, at, um, at the football level. Uh, running back wide receiver No, And look, they're, they're loaded, but in, in terms of, you know, guys, they had last year transfers and, and, and great freshmen coming in um, for both the, the receiver and the tailback positions, but some of them aren't going to pan out. Some of them aren't going to be as good as advertised. So it's great it, just by the law of averages, the fact that they have so many great options means that there are at least a couple of them will be as good as advertised. You would think so. Yeah. No, I don't think it's a problem. And the guys who don't get the playing time, it's going to be for a reason and they might go somewhere else and that's fine. So, I, I sort of get what you're saying, maybe, you know, in just in terms of like, uh, you know, team morale, like some guys might get upset, but that, mm-hmm. that happens. I, I think that the Jetfish and his staff are the kind of people who are in position to manage that. Well, I really do believe they created a great team atmosphere last year. That wasn't the problem. It was just the lack of talent, the sheer lack of talent. So if that's what you're concerned about, I'm not terribly concerned about it. Other than that, no, I don't think it's a problem. I think it's a benefit. I think
0: you're right. Uh, I wanted to buy this one uh, because, but you're right. There are are never too many good skill position players. Look at Alabama, look at Ohio state where there are guys that are five stars that are backups, right? That's not the case at Arizona. We like what we have. Uh, It's, it's definitely an upgrade over what Arizona's had in 2021, 2020, probably 2019 and maybe even before that. But uh, as you said, it will all work itself out with playing time. So, as ridiculous as that question, I mean, thinking about it, you want to keep guys happy. Like when they brought in DJ Williams from from Florida State, the transfer running back, you're like, well, they already have enough running backs. Yeah. But let the best guy play. And then you're right. The other guys will, will find uh their way off the roster at some point. Yeah, and you have
1: happens. to and you have to have depth. I mean, I think yeah. that was one of the things that I might be most critical about Richard Rodriguez for is I just don't think he brought a lot of depth. They had some great starters, but when those guys went down, we saw what happened in 2016, it was a disaster. So you have to have depth and they have depth at those positions. Um, Certainly they don't add at some others. Um, I'm still, my, still my biggest concern about this team is the same thing. It's been for years as the offensive line. That's a whole other story. Um, But yeah, having uh, options at the skill positions is nothing but a good thing in my opinion. Number three, there is no
0: scenario, Shane, that can happen this season in which we'd be questioning Jed Fish's long-term job security, a la that website I tweeted about uh, the other week, which had him on the hot seat. Yeah. Do you buy or sell? There's not Even an 0-12 and, 12 and Jed, Jed's good for the next year, right?
1: I, I'd sell that. I think people would be a little upset. I, I think most fans are expecting at least three wins. I think most fans would take four wins if one of them included ASU maybe even three of one of them included ASU. They want to see progress if they go backwards somehow, which I don't think is possible, even if Jet Fish turns out to be a horrible head coach. because I And I say that because I know he's had a year of head coaching experience, but I really feel like this is the first year where he really gets to be a head coach with some power five level talent. You know, they just didn't have much of that last year. They didn't. So I give him give them a mulligan on last year. I will give him one on this year. We expect to see okay. some progress. So no, do I think that it, it would, I think it, Would be debatable. Like, would should he be fired after year two? They go and twelve. We need to talk about that. Is it fair to talk about? Sure, I think a lot of fans would talk about it, even if they start zero and four and zero and five this year, and they're not very competitive. Then, yeah, I think those conversations are going to, to heat up. You know, fans are very fickle week in, week out, you know, approval. If, if we keep track of like approval ratings, like we do for the president, Fred coaches, they, they would go up. I mean, up and down so much through the season. Like think about Cliff Kingsbury with the Cardinals last year, Right halfway yeah. through the season, he's coach of the year. And then by the end of it, it's like, we need to fire this guy. Right. So it, it, it's a very fluid situation. So uh, yeah. Oh, and 12, in my opinion is not acceptable in any way, shape or form. Now you could argue that, if, you know, firing him and bringing on someone else wouldn't wouldn't improve the situation. But uh, is if he is he good? No matter what, I don't think so. But I think it would take a lot for me to want to see him on the hot seat for sure. Okay, so I'm gonna I would
0: buy this one if Arizona wins uh, one game in September. Okay, okay. So if they win one of their first four games, including a road game at Cal uh, in the Pac-12 opener last weekend in September. Uh, I'm OK with that. Uh, other than that, I agree. I'm, you have to sell this because an 0 and 12 or 1 and 11, we're going to be I mean, I know I probably will be. And I'm sure plenty of our listeners on Twitter will be calling for his head at some point. No well, matter and other, yeah, and, yeah.
1: And the other thing to remember, Eric, is that expectations change week to week. You know, think about the men's basketball season last year going into the season. We would have been thrilled to a Sweet 16. By the yep. end of it, we were disgusted the way the season ended, even though it ended in the Sweet 16, which you know, we would have taken at the beginning of the year. So it's all relative. So, you know, if they start the year four and one or three and two, then expectations change. Like we better at least get to a bowl game this year. Um, So it it varies week to week. No, I don't think 0 and 12 would be acceptable to anyone, including Jed Fish. I don't think that's going to happen. Um, But I think that as long as we see progress, you know, even three wins and being more competitive in games against good teams, I think that's a step in the right direction.
0: All right. Don't bang your head on the uh, desk that you were sitting at for this bonus question it is not a buyer sell. is it, just a yes or no. Would you be upset if Jed led Arizona to a winning season and then left for another job?
1: No, I, I, I wouldn't blame him. Uh, I don't think, I don't think he's going to do that even though I, think I don't that, either. Was a, that was a concern because I really think he wants a place where he and his family can stay foot for a while, yeah. especially them being in school, uh, his kids being in school. But um no, I wouldn't be upset. I, I actually could see a scenario where Jetfish has some success, and maybe after a year three or four, he leaves, and Brendan Carroll's promoted to head coach. I could really? see that's yeah, I could see that scenario playing out. And and Brendan retains a lot of the same guys. You know, they have some, sort of the same philosophy. I, hmm. I'm getting way ahead of myself there, but I've just I've just let people know, sharing with them that I I pictured that scenario in my head. So no, I wouldn't be I'd be disappointed but I wouldn't be upset nor would I necessarily blame him for wanting to do that. With that said, I don't think he'd leave leave after a year or two. I don't. Do you think, you know, it's interesting when
0: you think about the history of Arizona football and, and I would have to go back a long way, Shane, but nobody really takes over w- from within um, at least mm-hmm. in the last 30 years. I mean, I, yeah. I mean,
1: and we saw what happened to the men's basketball side when that looked like that was going to happen with, <laughs> with Lou Dolson.
0: Right. So you look at like Washington state where uh, Rolovich gets fired last year because of the COVID thing. And then they promote the guy. Uh, I don't remember his name. He does a good job. And then they, they give him the full-time job. Like, is that the best guy that Washington state can ever have?
1: Yeah. It doesn't happen very often. And you think about with uh, uh, Mike Hankwitz and uh, Tim Kish, they were never going to get the head coaching job. I think Hankwitz was, was interviewed, but you know, he's always an assistant coach. So
0: yeah. Yeah, Jake Jake Dickert though, at, at Washington state, like you think about, Big name coaches. He's probably one of the least known coaches in uh, among the Division one a teams. yeah, uh, I,
1: team. I don't care about that, though. I mean, it's nice to get a sexy name, but if you don't win, it doesn't mean anything. I mean, think about as we Arizona's saw with Kevin previous, someone ever yeah, yeah. since previous head coach, I'd rather have a no name who wins than a guy who who we're excited about and then lets us down.
0: All right, let's segue from uh, from football to Pac-12, Pac-10 goodies. Uh, number four, Shane, if the Pac-10 is to stay together, having ESPN broadcast their games is 100% necessary by or sell?
1: Uh, yeah, I, I, gosh, 100% necessary. It's hard to imagine a, a successful world with without ESPN as much as I, I despise them in certain ways. Mm-hmm. So, 100% necessary? Oh, I'm going to reluctantly sell that. I don't think it's 100% necessary. With that said, I think it would be very, very nice to to have them. I, I it, would, it would be difficult to imagine a lot a successful path without ESPN in the mix.
0: I'm gonna buy it. Uh the Big Ten, it's one thing when you have uh, you know, the Big Ten or the SEC. Obviously, SEC going to ESPN exclusive uh starting, I believe, in 2024. Um, the Big Ten um gonna probably leave ESPN for the first time in 40 years, it's gonna be very strange not to see a Big Ten game on ESPN. But, you know, the exposure with College Game Day, which is still a predominant uh, you know, show, you know, pregame show, um, obviously, I think. If the Pac-12 goes away from ESPN, they're never getting college game day that's going there. So the Big Ten can deal with that, Pac-10, without their two biggest assets cannot. So that's why 100% necessary. Unfortunately, ESPN staying means those terrible late-night kickoffs are still in play, and you know how I feel about those. I mean, 8 o'clock on September 10th and 17th, don't get me wrong. like I'm really excited to go to those games, plus San Diego State off the bat. I'm excited to go see the first three games.
1: You are going to that game in San Diego.
0: Yeah, I am yeah. gonna to go to the game in San Diego. Um so I mean, I, I as a season ticket holder, I put my name in for tickets. They've charged me for them, so I assume I'm getting the tickets. That's what I was asking I about
1: because I know that I was still kind of in limbo, but
0: yeah, yeah I, well, I was told yeah. that I'm getting them, but we'll we'll find out, I guess, this week or or next the latest. Um, but I'm looking forward to that. So the first three games I'll be at, but those it's the 1230 start in San Diego is great. The the 8 p.m. ones, the next two weeks are disasters. I mean, mm. really. Yeah, I won't be home back to the Phoenix area till you know 1 a.m. If yeah. Arizona wins, great. If
1: Arizona loses, yeah, that drives. I mean, that's, enough. Is, you know, and then they lose, and on top of that, you have to you know get out of the, one of the parking garages that takes forever, and then you got to travel almost two hours back home. You're you're in Scottsdale, so that's even longer. So well, and and the other thing is though, Shane,
0: like I, you know, it's you, you have to stop generally get gas on the way back. Mm. I mean, it's about an hour and forty five minutes for me, but yeah. in a blowout game that late, it's tough. Yeah, I mean, is. and I probably should stay down there, but... I well, figure- the absolute
1: worst, the absolute worst, worst in the blowouts is when they lose a close game and everyone's still there. And then everyone leaves at the same time. So they well, lost, I, and it takes forever to get out of there.
0: Well, see, I park... Now, this is the little secret for those of you who go to no, games. Oh, don't give away your listening. secret. I park all the way on University. So it's about a 15, 20-minute walk from the stadium to the car. But getting out is very easy. You go out, you know, you go down, park, get to Speedway, and then it's you smart. go... Or go to Grant, and you go right to the freeway, and there's that. Yeah. So that's kind of my trick of the trade for those of you who might be doing the same this fall. Okay, we're going to, number five, Shane, buy or sell these TV network options for the Pac-10. Would you like to see them? You know, buy or, no thanks, sell. Uh, number or A, CBS. Uh, they're going to have an opening with the SEC gone.
1: Uh, Pac, t- Pac-10 on CBS, buy or sell. I'd buy it. Absolutely. Uh, you I you yeah. still have a... Well, yeah, you still have a list, but I'm, I'm just going to tell you right now, Eric. Any anything that that leads to every Pac-12 game being being viewable for Directv subscribers, I think is a step forward. So it's a low bar in that regard for me. Okay, so so
0: CBS, fine. You're going to say yes on NBC. You're going to buy NBC.
1: Yeah, same thing. Yep. Yeah.
0: Okay. Uh, would you buy Apple?
1: Yeah, that's that's tough. If it's streaming only, I think I think that's tough. And the Apple other thing,
0: and Amazon were the other two.
1: Yeah. Well, and. I guess the caveat with CBS and NBC, well, with every station, now. every, you know, the streaming was supposed to make everything simpler, but now there's all these different services, you know, you want to see if you don't, you know, have uh, you, you cut your cord. If you have CBS, you have to have a, a Paramount plus to watch CBS. You yes. need to have a Peacock now to watch NBC and ESPN plus to watch certain things on ESPN. But so it's not really; it hasn't really been simplified in that regard. So, and then I think streaming is a great option, like is a great like secondary option. Like if you have the option to watch on on Apple or Amazon, but as the only way to watch, I don't think that's good, especially for uh, frankly for for older people who just who don't do that, who want to who, who have you know uh, cable or or satellite, they're not going to care to watch. Uh, uh, are, games.
0: are you okay with a combo of ESPN? and or NBC, CBS with a streaming service like Apple and Amazon as compared to Pac-12 Network.
1: Oh, yeah. Sign me up for that in a heartbeat. Absolutely.
0: Oh, And I think that if Arizona were to stay in the Pac-10, I think that is the likely scenario where you're going to see a big network like ESPN. You're going to see maybe a CBS, probably not NBC. Those two are probably out. So it'll be ESPN mainly. And then instead of Pac-12 Network, you'll have Amazon or uh, Apple that will stream the remainder of the games. So the big ones will still be on TV and the other ones, at least you'll be able to find them, which is good enough. And then I assume just like with Amazon taking over the Thursday night NFL, they're going to work with sports bars and they're going to find a way to, to stream that. So, uh, you know, to get those sports bars, because obviously that's key for them. Like, a sports bar that's it's huge if they can't get thursday night football and it's terrible yeah. for the nfl if they my, can't either.
1: my criteria is for like someone staying up late even on the east coast or just like on their couch like i want to watch a football game i don't want to put much effort to do it i just want to see if there's a football game on i want them to be able to watch it from their couch you know and if, you, if you're a direct tv subscriber and the game's on pac-12 network you're not able to do that if it's if it's a streaming service then they may or may not be able to do that so i just it's like so for someone who's up late, like what else is on? I want to watch a football game and this ha- I want them to be able to watch that with minimal effort without having to go to a sports bar. Now
0: I will say this as an Apple computer uh, holder. Uh I get the Apple TV, you know, for free as part of the thing on the, the you know bottom of my menu bar at the bottom there. Um the podcasts for baseball that they do on Friday nights look really good. Mm-hmm. I mean, the, the the quality is fantastic. Good, good. So I mean, like. No offense to the pac hold Network, but really their broadcast quality is nothing special.
1: Yeah, Apple's still, is way better. Yeah, well, there's still the I mean, will be and Pac-12 has still has so many ads like where they're just promoting their own network. Like they can't fill out all their own ad space. they had never been able to do that.
0: Well, and that's where Larry, or that's where uh, I almost called him Larry Scott. George Klyavkov needs to call like Apple and Amazon, and be like, "Will you pick up our excess games immediately? Yeah. Like, can we? Let's just let's just you know buy out our people on the Pac-12 Network and go to them, you know." i don't know if that's possible but going that way
1: okay
0: uh number six shane it's okay if arizona and asu end up in different conferences
1: it is okay provided they're still able to play each other every year just like clemson south carolina georgia georgia tech they're in florida florida state florida florida state byu utah Mm -hmm. uh, they're in different conferences but they still play each other every year It, it would still be weird it would still be weird but as long as they're able to put, to keep that tradition alive. And it would kind of be a shame they wouldn't be able to play each other in other sports. But football's the big one. though.
0: But they would. No, they would. They would. I mean, you just do non-conference games um, yeah. I Well, I sport. know, but not like the
1: not like the you know, the two games a year they're automatically scheduled to be a little different. And now, especially right. for men's basketball, I love seeing you know, uh Wildcat fans turn uh what's it called now? I'll just call it the activity center. You the issue yeah, Good idea. Center, like I always do, yeah. Yeah, I love how they turn it into Mikhail North almost every year. So um, but yeah, uh, I would be okay with it provided that they play each other every year, that they keep that tradition going and preferably continue as the last game of the season, which traditionally it almost, well, at least since post-World War II, it almost always has been uh, with some exceptions, but 2009 last, was one yeah, of them. 2009 I think was the most recent one.
0: No, there was another one where Arizona played Louisiana Lafayette. It was Nick Foles final game
1: or that was, that was, that was 09. That was 2011. Because it was uh, oh, you're was right, 2011. 20... Yeah, because that was Arizona pulled a big upset. You know, Bryce 20, and yeah, Rice Bernie. Yeah, Bryce and Bernie's threw the touchdown at the end. Yep. yep you're right. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh nine. Because I remember it was oh nine. They played USC after they played ASU and they won that yep. game. That got them second place in the Pac-10. And then they had 2011. You're right. Both teams ASU and UVA both had games after that. Uh, the 2011 game. Correct.
0: Been weird. I, I mean, I agree with you that it should be the last game, but I also don't mind if it's played in September, just like BYU and Utah is. I, I you know, it's still going to be a big game. Yeah. You know, I, I, I that that part the whole Thanksgiving thing doesn't bother me at all. I
1: always associate with Thanksgiving, especially because their first ever game in 1899 Eric, was played on Thanksgiving Day. So I think oh, there's, right? this, oh. I think there's a. Well, yeah. You know, you would know that if you read oh, my book.
0: I, I mean, I, I forgot. There's a lot of oh, info in your two books. I thought, we were, I thought books. we were friends there. In your two books, don't okay. make me show you. Don't make me uh, show the uh, your most recent book here. Richard. All right, all right. But no, <laughs> I,
1: I, I like. I mean, it's not a must. But I really would like the trend, the uh, tradition of of. Um, you're going to show the books now. Okay. We, it's what can of, we can sort of see it. We see Todd okay. Graham there. There we go. Yeah, we
0: see uh, this is Rich Rod versus Graham. There you go. There's yeah. Rich Rod versus Graham, Shane's most recent book. I have, he's sold, working ten, on...
1: I have sold tens and tens of that book. He He's working
0: that. on his third one, uh, Herm versus Sumlin, but it's going to be very oh, short.
1: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Herm More like an LOL, addendum. the end. Yeah, yeah.
0: yeah. So uh, I, anyway, listen, I, I'm all for it. I think I'm buying the heck out of it. End up in different conferences is great. Don't really care. Uh, I know they'll only play each other once in basketball. The other sports won't be affected for the most part.
1: But they have to play each um, other. keep playing each other in football. Do you agree with that? At, have to. Yeah. So
0: Arizona, I think if Arizona goes to a different conference or ASU, they're going to play eight game conference schedules. Mm-hmm. And therefore that opens up another game yeah. um, in addition to the three that are already scheduled. Well, even Utah and, though,
1: they, they still play BYU every year, don't they? Even though they have the nine conference. Yeah,
0: exactly. It's I mean, doable. so yeah, it's, it's definitely doable. I, and I think like in basketball, Arizona needs to set up, you know, series with UCLA and USC. Maybe not every year, but like pretty close. Well, at least
1: UCLA. Yeah. Yeah. Because that's always a needle mover. You know, those are always big game atmospheres.
0: Okay. Number seven, Shane, Arizona should one day, if all else fails, consider going independent by yourself. (laughs) Why? You get to create your own schedule. I mean, Stanford's taught, BYU's doing it. Mm. Uh, I mean, Stanford has talked about it.
1: I, I guess you know what would be interesting. We we have we have our guy Corey Leffick, a hey, John Wall Street on I or even John Canzano again. I, I actually don't really understand the benefits, the pros and cons of being independent. Like why is in it football
0: a, only Notre Dame right? Well, why,
1: why is why is that a benefit for Notre Dame? Why is that a benefit for BYU? I guess I I'm saying I really don't understand it. I just like I the reason I scoffed at it originally is just because like I feel like Arizona is like like going independent would be like a way of like puffing your chest out. And like, look how big we are. Well, they're coming yeah. off a one win season. So um, in terms of football. So um, no, I don't think that would be beneficial. I someone maybe could show me the math and show me that, that, that it is. But, but my first reaction is, is no. And my second reaction is, is hell no.
0: Uh, not a big enough brand. I'm going to sell this one, but right. I just thought I'd bring it up. We haven't discussed that yet. Okay. Um, uh, in basketball, you know, you'd have to join a conference cause everybody does. Mm. Uh, Arizona at that point probably joins the big, t- the big 12, but if you're going to do it for basketball, you might as well do it for football at that point. Um, so yeah, not going independent. We, that's probably the last time we'll, that will ever be brought up on wildcat country. So sorry. I had to bring that up. Uh, just a couple quick basketball things. Number eight, Shane, Kylan Boswell, uh, the, uh, five-star, recruit for 2023 reclassified to 22 he's on Arizona's roster but he is now out until midseason with a stress fracture believe in his foot so number eight buy or sell that Kylan Boswell should absolutely sit out this next season uh and not come back in midseason if he's healthy just to be
1: 100 sure that he's good well just just to back up for a second uh I wasn't cl- totally clear on what Tommy Lloyd said as far as like they don't anticipate using him much until midseason, as in he might still be available before then, but they don't anticipate using him much. So I'm not clear on that point. I want to right, be clear same. On that. So, I just assumed he was out
0: until midseason with recovering from the strike, because it takes you know it's not a quick injury. Sure. Especially I, well, I, with
1: basketball. Yeah, I think yeah, especially being as young as he is, and Bruce Pasco noted in, this, in his uh, story today, I think that that he just turned 17 a few months ago. So yeah, I don't think they're going to rush him, and maybe the plan was never to rush him very much this year anyway. Uh, but yeah, I, I, I'm fine with it, with a timeline. Actually, I, I would like to, if Tommy Lloyd thinks that Kylan Boswell can be beneficial and, and even just a few minutes off the bench and he looks good, maybe he gets more minutes. I'm fine with using him this season. I, I think that's fine. I, I, it sounds like he's going to be smart with him. He's not going to rush him. They don't have to, uh, even though I think they, they certainly, they lost a lot of guys and that's going to be tough. But, um, no, I, I, if he's available and he's healthy this season, I say, I say, use him whenever, whenever that might be.
0: A lot of sells on this show uh, today. Uh, We're going to agree on this. We have to sell this one. Uh, Look at it like in pro sports when a team at the trade deadline picks up an important player or a a notable player. You see it in baseball, obviously, a lot. Padres getting Juan Soto or the NBA when when there's some movement at the trade deadline. So that's where you have to look at the Kylan Boswell edition is somebody like that for Arizona in the second half of the season. Mm. Not around for the the Maui tournament. Not around for the non-conference. Maybe the early part of the Pac-12 season, we'll see. But at that point, he could be a difference maker off the bench. Don't know what happens with Kirk creesa Don't know what happens with Adama Ball. This guy, 10 to 15 minutes to get him prepared for the next year, I'm all for it. So I am selling the heck out of him sitting out the whole season.
1: Yeah, I and I actually thought Adama Ball might sort of been that guy for Arizona last year, especially going to the NCAA tournament and with Kirk creesa being hobbled. There's just I, too much, too much. I power on that. Oh, team I know. Just I, I just, I, I a lot of people were, including myself, were thinking, you know, this guy could maybe come out and just like, you know, for these teams could scout Arizona as much as they want. And then this guy, Dama Ball comes out of nowhere and make hits a bunch of threes. And, you know, he did in the back yeah. 12 championship game. No, no he, I mean, that was nice. No, he did. But I, I thought he might've made bigger impact in the NCAA tournament. So I, I'm mentioning that because maybe Kyle and Boswell will be that guy for Arizona this year. And finally, the bonus question, which I had referenced uh, at the start of the
0: show. Uh, I, I, I can't believe I'm doing this. Joe Lenardi, my favorite bracketologist, Mm -hmm. has put out his first bracketology for the 2022-2023 season, Shane. And he has Arizona as a five seed in Sacramento, uh, where they would face Drake in the first round. Don't know much about them as a 12. And then they would face the winner of GCU, Grand Canyon, which is cool, against, well, one of Arizona's newest rivals, TCU. Hmm. In the the 4-13 matchup. And then it would be the Gonzaga, uh, Michigan State, or it would be Gonzaga likely versus Michigan State or Oklahoma State if I'll play true to Lunardi's form, which it never does. But uh, by or sell, do you agree with Joe Lunardi actually getting
1: it right this time and not penalizing Arizona for his natural hatred of them? You said I was going to roll my eyes. You're going to roll your eyes. I actually think he has Arizona too high. Uh, just because they lost, well, they lost so much, Eric, they they lost so much, uh, to the NBA draft and Justin Kyer as well that, you know, it's such a wild card as far as the guys they picked up, how how readily they're going to contribute. I think what they lost outweighs what they gained and maybe by significant margin, especially with Kylan Boswell, maybe not playing very much, uh, at least not the start of the season, maybe not all season. So, I think it's actually a little generous. Uh, uh, they really surprised us last year. We thought I thought maybe they were a borderline tournament team and they end up going in as a one seed. Uh, this year, I, I, I kind of feel the same way about this team. I think they're probably a borderline tournament team, maybe a little bit better. It just oh, depends on, no. on their, their international. But, I mean, they lost, Eric, they lost so much. And I don't know some of the guys they're bringing in. I don't – especially the international guys. I have no idea how they're going to fit in. I just don't. And so – Five seats possible, give or take a, a seat or two, but I would probably have him in like an eight, nine game. If I had to, had to project it right now.
0: I'm not going to, I think that's fair. I'm not going to dog Joe for a little while. Cause I actually like this five seed. I'm going to buy this. I, I think he was spot on with this one. There are not 25 teams in the country that are more talented than Arizona. Now you don't know how this team's going to gel with all the new guys, as you referenced, but the guys that are bringing back Kerr and, and Pella Larson, Courtney Ramey is a great addition. Um, Henderson getting him. Um, uh, you know, Umar Balo, uh, Azulas Tubelas, you know, in addition to the, the other freshman guys, Henry Vassar and, and some of the other guys, I mean, uh, Bora Vikenen, uh, Dylan, Dylan Anderson. I mean, this is a deep roster. It's exciting with Kylan Boswell, you know, maybe in the second half of the season, I am optimistic. I think they're going to be really fun to watch. Maybe a little frustrating at times. Mm. Um, I think we should temper our expectations, but. For an Arizona fan, I think a five-seed is tempering expectations plenty.
1: The only thing I'll I'll add, Eric, is my only bold prediction, this is really not that bold a prediction, is – Arizona will be on the same bracket line with Xavier at some point in the next couple of years because they love to do that kind of with Sean Miller back. I mean, they did that to Sean Miller back in the day. They're going to do it again now that Sean Miller's the coach of Xavier again. Oh, it'll they, be epic. There's no, like they did it with him. They did it with you know, Bobby Hurley in Buffalo. They're going to do it with Arizona and Xavier at some point, maybe as soon as this year.
0: Well, Tommy Lloyd and Gonzaga, according to Lenardi's bracket. So, I mean, that there's that something too. there in the West. Uh, I think the West is in Vegas this year, I believe. Uh, I'd have to double check that but I think so that'd be nice that Vegas is finally getting a a shot there so that'd be kind of fun to see Uh, thank you for uh, doing Buy or Sell this is only an extended Buy or Sell as we have a guest list episode just Shane and I but uh, Shane it's been uh, fun going over a lot of just kind of things that have happened over the last week and a half and different ideas out there so uh, thanks for doing an abbreviated show and thanks to all of you for listening for Shane Dale I'm Eric Cohen as always bear down